0: Is that what I'm saying?
1: Rough Trade Radio. radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough
2: Trade Radio.
1: Rough Trade Radio. Is it
2: Rough
3: Rough Trade Radio? Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade
1: Radio. Hello and welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle and I'm joined here by the very wonderful Hayley. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We just had to start the podcast again because I got Hailey's name wrong because I called her Hailey Bonner and actually her former name was Hailey Bonner and now you're known as Hailey. Yes, that's right. Yes. Cool. Um, when did you go through the whole name change? Is it quite a recent thing?
4: It's very recent. Um, I decided uh, just before International Women's Day that I was going to take my mother's surname which is McCollum um uh, i just wanted to i always w- like reinventing myself in some way yeah. and um you know i i just kind of uh i think i've outgrown correcting people all the time um for my last name <laughs> uh, and uh and i just wanted to go with my first name as far as my under my performer uh, moniker. So just Haley, but that's Haley cool. McCollum soon, legally. So
1: that's yeah. a really nice idea to switch to a mother's maiden name.
4: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Yeah. I always like finding out people's mother's maiden's name. It's kinda of like a everyone's got their own like secret. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a unspoken thing. But yeah, something to think about for sure. Um so Haley, welcome here. And if is this your first time in Rough Trade? Yes. Cool. How do you like it?
4: Um it, it's good. I uh it was actually really hard for me to um, stay looking at the records and not the books you have an amazing selection of yeah. books and that uh, music autobiography and all that are my favourite thing in the world so as soon as I walked in here I was like oh no I'm going to be in here for a really long I time know.
1: today imagine working here every day I'm just reminded <laughs> of the things I haven't read which yeah. is um, it can be very painful <laughs> yeah there's a lot of good books out there Um, uh, so is this your I mean how do you what am I going to ask Um, do you enjoy coming to London? Yeah
4: um, the last time we were here was in October so it wasn't that long ago and we were actually in London a total of three times within the three week tour we're oh just gosh. doing various sessions at BBC and and plus the gig at uh, we played at the moth club last time and oh, nice. and tonight we're playing at the dome so cool. uh, no i always love coming here it's a fascinating city i only wish that i had more time to actually You know, go and see some of the museums and the monuments. And actually, my band is at the Tate right now. They literally jumped out of the van. They're like, We're going. You can go do your interview. And we're out of here. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And they get to be cultured. No, it's good. It's good. Um, Have they gone to see the David Hockney show? I'm not sure. (laughs) If that's there, then I guess so. I
1: hope they've gone to see the David Hockney show. It's a very good show. Cool. Um, Also, I read that you're from Minnesota. Yes what's that what's it like there? I've never really met anyone from there before
4: um I live in saint paul um and I've been there for like you know about a decade now um it's it's lovely it's it's a small city um you know it's pretty mellow and quiet and the winters usually are pretty long, but um, thanks to climate change, we've <laughs> had a really warm uh, last couple of winters, so um, it hasn't been as quite as um, miserable. Um, but the you know summer and fall, very very uh, intense seasons, I should say. All four seasons are well showcased.
1: And I think a lot of America seems to have a really fair share of seasons, and it's really nice that you get like a really strong divided set of those things and it's become I mean here it all kind of like melds into one kind of grey blob at all times. <laughs> and the yeah. autumn is like a week long. Yeah. So I'm always very envious of um anyone living there because yeah, it just seems wonderful. And you're from Canada? Uh yes, I was born there. hmm Cool. Do you ever go back there or
4: Yeah, I go back to see my family from time to time. All my relatives still live there, so um, but, yeah, I I uh, grew up in South Dakota and the Black Hills, which is um, kind of an intersection between, you know, if you went west of where I live now and south of where I was born, it's right there. Cool. Uh, about nine hours each way. From, oh, my God. <laughs> from there. So, um, but, yeah, uh, I'm definitely a, a Midwestern lady. in <laughs> even if it's uh, middle of Canada. Lady, (laughs) what
1: was the music scene like in the Black Hills? Um, there there wasn't
4: a huge music scene there. Um, but we, I mean, there's a lot of folk musicians and you know rock bands and bar bands and stuff like that. Um, but we because of because the Black Hills are kind of in the middle of nowhere on your way from um, Minneapolis or Seattle, uh, or you know between. music epicenters we got lucky and all the bands would stop in Rapid City because there's nothing else to do and and, and they knew that everybody would come out to the shows and so you know I got to see um, a lot of really great bands and bands that were you know um, that ended up you know I've ended up meeting people or opening for bands when I was a teenager and you know they went on to do music and be in other bands that were bigger and and we run into each other on the road, and it's really, it's really cool. It's kind of a that's unique a nice situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Great. I have one more thing um, actually to ask you before we go into the music. Is that I read in an interview that you were really into the secret history by Donna Tart. Yeah, the book. Yeah, that's like my favorite book of all time. I just wanted to. Just, <laughs> I just, I feel like with that book, if you know if someone else loves it, you just have to mention it because yeah. it's just. If I see someone reading on a train, I have to like fight back and urge to just just go up to them, and be like, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna. Are you yeah. are you a big reader?
4: Yes. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I was. Lis- I wish I listened to as much music as I did read books. I really just. Um, I've, it's. I mean, I've always read. I've always. I've always liked to read books, but I think as I get older, it becomes more of an obsession. Yeah. And I'm certainly faster and 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 better at blocking out the sound than I used to be. I used to never be able to read in the car. Well, I've trained myself to do that and now ah. that I spend a good deal sitting on my butt traveling around, I get a lot of reading done. So um yes, but Donna Tart is fabulous. She's like one of the best writers I've ever, ever read. And did you like The Goldfinch as well? I loved
1: it. I loved every tiny yeah. minute of it. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing I like about her is, I mean, there are a lot of books that I've read that, you know, from time to time you think about them. But when I think about Secret History or The Goldfinch and even The Little Friend, which mm-hmm. I, I didn't love that book as much, um, and it you know, was very well written and it's an interesting story but yeah. i feel like it's like thinking about a trip that you went on like you really feel like you're there and thinking back to it like changes your body chemistry and yeah. like, you know like you're you're like living in that memory and you can like hear it and smell it and like be those with those people totally. and it's it's really visceral and like tangible i love I love that. Yeah,
1: special. You have to kind of remind Mm -hmm. yourself that it didn't happen to you. Uh, These aren't your friends and you didn't go to that school.
4: I don't know, Bunny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that reading um, kind of affects the songs that you write or does it kind of affect your creativity more than, I suppose, listening to music does?
4: Uh, Yeah, it does. Um, um, Yeah, I write a a lot, um, you know, not just songs, but... Just in general, and you know, journal or write poems or just you know blab on for an hour about nothing. <laughs> um, and that's usually influenced by whatever I'm reading. Um, and it's not to say that I don't get influenced by music, obviously, I do, and 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 film and you know, whatever yeah. else, whatever other medium is is you know in front of my face, but uh, generally speaking, um, books are are kind of where my head space lives in most of the time. And, um, and that's, yeah, usually I like, you know, put the book down I take the notepad up and then I'm like in, in a place, in a zone. And then I like can easily go back into that. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're listening to music, you know, if you're inspired by something you hear, Sometimes you start playing and then you're like, "I'm playing what I just listened to. Or, yeah. I'm saying <laughs> I'm copying this. This is not the same." Whereas I feel like it's different with literature. It's
1: kind so. of allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading at the moment?
4: Um, actually, uh, I just I'm finishing James Baldwin's um, "The Fire Next Time," which I found in a thrift store in Brighton. Cool. For fifty p, and uh, I read uh, David Lynch is catching the big fish. It's good as well. It's good. Yeah, it was great. really good. Um, it's it is sort of a meditation. It's on meditation, mm-hmm. um, and it's very you know simple and kind of repetitive. And um, but it was nice. It was a good like reading on the road book. Um, and I read uh, Nick Cave's uh, Sick Bag song as well. Oh on yeah, this trip. I've been meaning to read that.
1: Yeah. It's great.
4: Um, you know, I can't really say I loved it. Um, I, but I'm not like, I don't, I'm not schooled in Nick Cave. I, I you know, I just, yeah, I, I like some of his music for sure, but I don't know a lot about him. And, you know, some people are like really religious about his work. Um, and so to me, like the writing was just, it was, it, uh, came across as sort of, um, it's like very masculine and hard yeah. to relate to in that way, you know. Um, there wasn't any like real um, softness to it, and you know, I, I I felt like he was trying to be vulnerable, and, and and in his way, maybe he was, but I I couldn't connect to it. So I think
1: there are certain male artists who who definitely push the buttons of men, and they mm-hmm. just kind of you know, men just kind of like fall at their feet. And Nick Cave is one of them, and sometimes. Yeah, I just find like uh, maybe Morrissey is another one. Like mm-hmm. he just speaks to men on on a certain level that that some women don't. They just don't feel it. I feel like sometimes I feel like with Nick Cave, like he's not speaking to me on the level mm-hmm. that I need to be spoken to, just personally. But mm-hmm. um, I can imagine that would come through in his writing as well. Yeah, but um, fascinating and amazing man that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about music instead. <laughs> this is not a book podcast. Come to it is turned into a book podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry everyone. <laughs> Um okay so you can pick one of your selection to start with.
4: Okay. Um well I'm going to go with this one. I so I picked this little dragon record um Ritual Union which um gosh when it came out quite a, f- a few years ago more than a few years ago. Um and I always come back to this record. I love it. I love how it's so it's so danceable and and fun. And it's, like, one of my favorite things to jam when I'm driving around town. Cool. But it's also really smart. I mean, the her lyrics are great. They they actually mean something. And she is just an incredible singer. Yeah. And I saw them at South by Southwest um, maybe five years ago. Um, and... We were sort of the the show was sold out, even though it was outside. So we were kind of like on the other side of a chain link fence, (laughs) craning our necks (laughs) to see them. And they were just fantastic. Yeah.
1: The way she moves on stage as well. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah.
4: I mean, yeah, just a really solid band. Um, So the song that is my favorite that I've literally never stopped (laughs) listening to is. Uh, shuffle a Dream. So, this is uh, Little Dragon Shuffle a Dream from Ritual Union. That was Shuffle a Dream uh, by Little Dragon from their album Ritual Union.
1: Nice, thank you, Haley. What mm-hmm. have we got
4: next? Um, I'm gonna go to Jimi Hendrix Experience. Um, Access Bold is Love. Um, this was my. One of my high school records. Um, <laughs> my first boyfriend and I would just like we listened to this all of the time, all of the time. Um, and I, I love that even now when I, I go back and listen to it, you know, I, I I'm still kind of transported back to that place, you know. Sort That's of like cool. we were That's, talking yeah. about. you know, it's just it's forever, just burned in like a tattoo. Um, so uh, it's difficult to to pick a song from this because it's so much an album um but i think i will go with uh little wing um it's just the little two not even two and a half minute song and it's just so sweet and haunting and um you know kind of unlike anything else that he put out so um so this is jimi hendrix uh little wing from "Axis bold as love Jimi Hendrix from "Axis Bold as Love."
1: That is a very sweet song. I think it's probably one of the sweetest song titles of all time, too. "Little Wing." <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Maybe we should do a podcast that's just people coming in and talking about the music that they listened to with their first ever boyfriend or girlfriend in high school. Because yeah, you're right; those albums are just burnt onto you, mm-hmm. regardless of what they are. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the music that reminds <laughs> me of that time, I don't want to listen to, but it's still I still listen to it because it just you know it's like it's like a smell. It just takes you back straight yeah. away to this. Time probably making out in a car park or something. oh <laughs> yeah. Yours is good though. Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix, very classy. <laughs> well, I
4: only had like ten minutes to pick things and I believe me, there were some where I was like
1: ah.
4: I know that record. I don't know if I really wanna announce that, but
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, number three, what have we got? Um, for number
4: three, I'm going to go with John Lennon. Um plastic ono band i came to it uh late compared to my my beatles education which started when i was a kid and you know that was that was my band my the first band and i just was obsessed with them from a really young age and um it wasn't until i was about 18 that a friend of mine played me this record um and i had listened to some of you know, John Lennon's uh, other solo records, and I didn't connect to them mm. very much when I was that age. Um But this album is just so, it's so raw and lovely and sad and really fucking angry. Mm. And I, I love that he, you know, just kind of put his own personal you know transcendence into you know dealing with his mother's death and dealing with this you know his life being i mean it's really just kind of a unique and uh, insane existence just being in that band and kind of you know having to find his own way um and and his love for yoko is just it's so beautiful and i think that you know he really um he writes from the heart, and 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 the and obviously the music, um, I, the production is is awesome. Yeah, I mean, and it is so difficult to pick one. Again, this is like an album, album. Like you have to just listen to the whole thing.
1: Yeah, that, I I don't know what you're gonna pick off that. It's impossible because it all comes as a whole. It's one of the most remarkable albums. <laughs> but, yeah,
4: I mean, I'm just trying to think of which one I've listened to the most, like, on its own. Um. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I'll go with Hold On just because that was my first my instinct when you know, especially when talking about Yoko Ono and like the cover and whatever, like mm,
1: that cover is so beautiful. It's so
4: beautiful. Um and and again, like, you know, he kinda has like the whole range in this record, which is why I think it's so badass, because it's like <clears throat> you can hear the birth of punk and the birth of like super political folk and like, you know, all this all this beautiful angry uh personal you know his his vendetta yeah. against like the man the machine like everything that that it had kind of um thrown him into this existence met with this super delicate and vulnerable and feminine side yeah. which i think you know again kind of going back to what we were talking about with Nick Cave like you know he he has that ability he's not afraid to go there mm-hmm. and and so um i think i will pick uh hold on because it's i i first of all i love short songs um also i really love that he says cookie in it for no <laughs> reason at all and kind of um, cookie monster yeah. voice yeah. like
1: cookie cookie <laughs> uh <laughs> That's part of the album, isn't it? It's him just being like, I'm going to do whatever I want and I'm going to be as honest as possible and I'm going to mess around because I can do that.
4: Yeah. I'm John Lennon. I can literally (laughs) do whatever the fuck I want. And so um, this is Hold On from Plastic Ono Band by John Lennon.
2: Hold on, it's gonna be all right You're gonna make the fly When you're by yourself and there's no one else You just have yourself and you tell yourself just to hold on See the light
4: was hold on by John Lennon from Plastic Ono Band.
1: Very difficult decision, but I think you made a good one.
4: Uh, <laughs> I hope so. But anyway, if you don't like have a serious relationship with that album, then you just should go just spend get some one. time with
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> go and get one. <laughs> right, this yeah. is your last one, number five. Last oh no one. this is number four, isn't it? Because oh, you've got another oh, one yes. in your oh, yes.
4: okay, number four. Okay, this is number four. Um so uh, I felt like, yeah, I was picking some kind of older titles and I wanted to pick something that's new, um, so I went with Solange, because um, this record, A Seat at the Table, um, it sort of crept up on me, and I'm also picking it because my daughter, Clementine, who's five, um, she absolutely loves it. And, cool. and she and I spent the better part of last year listening to her sister, Beyoncé's Lemonade, and you know, kids, when they like latch on to a song, at least uh in my experience with like nannying before I had my own, they like only want to listen to that one or that, you know, two songs yeah. over and over and over. And over. So, so it was like all night and hold up by Beyonce for uh like eight months straight. And I was <laughs> oh like kind of going crazy. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you know what? They're good. But let's move on. So, <laughs> so I had to like you know, manipulate her into, well, her sister, you know, has, <laughs> she's a really fantastic singer as well. And so, and I was like, and she has the best fashion sense in the business. So I like showed her this video and I was like, isn't she amazing? Like, you know, we're going to, you know, check out this song. I think you'll like it. <laughs> did she so, pull for it?
3: <laughs> she did.
4: Yes. She fell for it. And now I'm like, okay, I've listened to Cranes in the Sky, like, <laughs> Fifteen hundred times now, um, but it's a really wonderful song, and and you know this this record, I think it's just it's so appropriate right now. I it, she's she's so fantastic, she um and and fearless, and I love the the album cover with her long hair with the cri- the clips in it. I mean, she's just she's so natural mm. and so beautiful, and it's very subtle. It's not you know bang you over the head pop at all. Um, but it really kind of, you know, it's just like kind of watching the ocean. That's what yeah. I think of when I'm listening to it. You know, it's just, it's kind of, sometimes the tide can get angry and like, you know, kind of wash up in a different way, but yeah. it's, it's very like calming and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not steady, but anyway, whatever. Um, I'm going to go with cranes in the sky, um. Just because that's the one I've listening, I've been listening to a lot with with Clem and and uh, and maybe sh- someday she'll listen to this podcast. Who knows? <laughs> um, so this is uh, Solange, uh, Cranes in the Sky from A Seat at the Table.
5: I tried to drink it away, I tried to put one in the air, I tried to dance it away, I tried to change it with my hair, I ran my credit card below, thought a new dress would make Work it away, but that just made me even sadder. I tried to keep myself busy, I ran around in circles, think I made myself dizzy. I snapped it away, I sexed it away, I read it.
4: That was Cranes in the Sky by Solange from A Seat at the Table.
1: Excellent choice. Yeah, that. Yeah, the way she delivers those songs, it's so kind of. If you weren't listening properly, you might just think it's like easy listening. When you hear the yeah. subject matter, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, amazing lyrics.
4: Yeah, um, I think the word I was looking for is it's it's consistent. Even mm. though, you know, the songs kind of. I love all the little interludes that go on there too, and they're really important. It it kind of. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a little bit of like miseducation of lauren hill yeah. you know i was like no you have to listen to those like they're, <laughs> yeah they're they're part of the story and and very important to it so um yeah i love it um and yeah oh, give me a sec okay so i'm driving up to london i'm like writing i found out uh an hour ago you know the that I was going to be picking albums to talk about. Oh. So they're like, oh, yeah, you just have to, like, go around the record store and find it. I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's... How can I possibly whittle it down to five? <laughs> so I have this, like, crazy list. Um, and, of course, I just I couldn't find a lot of things that I wanted to in here, and um, we're low on time. But um, I'm going to talk about... Uh, the album Trust by Lowe. Right. Um, and the reason why I picked that one because I like absolutely love their newest one, Ones and Sixes. I think it's mm. uh, probably one the best one that they've done like as a whole since Trust for me. Um, but, uh, but I'm picking this one because um, I was I toured with them on this record so I have a very like specific relationship to it because it was not the first low record I heard it wasn't what got me into them but you know seeing them perform the songs every night and just um yeah I I've I love that they're especially this record it's they're Mormons, as everyone everybody knows. And they're very like, they're, you know, Mim's voice is so sweet and their voices are so beautiful and um, together. But this record is sort of satanic to me in <laughs> a way. And I think part of it is probably driven by the the album cover. And um, it's just really dark. It's, it's so, so dark and so patient. And it has this really um, kind of unnerving, sinister vibe to it. That being said, um, there are, you know, half of the songs on the record that are just, like, absolutely, like, earth-shatteringly beautiful. And the one that I'm going to play is called Point of Disgust. And it's a Mim song. And I—the first time I heard it, I just wept. I wept. I Like, I've never heard anything that beautiful up until that point. I was like, who— Who is this? Like, what? How did this song come to life? Like, it was like channeled. You can just tell. And I later had asked Alan um, Sparhawk from Low, like, what? You know, what's the story of that song? And he said, I don't know. She was just in the studio and kind of messing around on the piano and, you know, just kind of wrote it really fast. And you you can tell. (laughs) You can tell. And it's not to say that it's not like, you know... It's really deep. It's really mm. beautiful. But, um, but yeah, it just has this sort of like ethereal, <laughs> where where did that come from uh, feel to it. So it, it was really inspiring. And when I, um, it, it inspired me a great deal on, when I was uh, a lot younger and I still go back to this record and, and love it and listen to it all the time. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Point of Disgust from Lowe's album, Trust. point of disgust by low from their album trust
1: excellent choice hope everyone enjoyed that and a very good intro as to why you like it because you just sold it Sold it so well, you were like, when I first heard this, I wept. I mean, what better way (laughs) to introduce a song?
4: (laughs) There are not very many songs in the world that that do that to to me, and I don't think to, you know, I don't think anybody really, Mm. you know, it's really, and it's all it has to do with you know where you're at in your life and. What, you know, how are you feeling the day you hear it? You know, all these things. uh, You're hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, you know, that's another thing that's kind of like, if it's one of those songs, like that's a forever song that's like burned into your skin. You know, that's forever
1: song. Yeah, it's
4: a forever song. And yeah, and all the ones that I played today
1: are pretty much forever songs. So (laughs) Thank great you for, for letting me uh, share that. No, thank you. And anyone who's listening who hasn't heard Haley's records, especially, I mean, your last record, Impossible Dream, is like just amazing. And we listen to it so much in the store and it's just so great. And thank you. Yes, anyone who hasn't heard that, please listen to that. And I hope you've enjoyed the songs today. And thank you, Haley, for coming in. Yes. And have fun at the Dome tonight. We will. Thank you so much. Cool. See you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
2: Rough Trade Radio. Day Wave, the days we had. Hey, yo, I get to
3: you, you cool
2: Available in store and online at roughtrade.com.